Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 183. John and Wendy present Where Are They Now? Part 6.5. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. It's incredibly hard to believe we're at the end of at the end of the month. It's the end of August. Yeah, where where is the time crazy. gone? I don't know. This summer went fast. Uh, we're very excited that this last episode of the month is once again being sponsored by our pals at Namely. Yay! We want to thank Namely again. We've talked about them obviously every week this <laughs> month, but for those of you that maybe aren't aware of our history with Namely, they were our first sponsor uh-huh. back uh, back when we way back when way they reached out when. to us about meeting to get meet, getting together at Sherm Chicago just to talk about how 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 could we partner together. So it's really amazing that uh, even with all the changes that have gone on at Namely, that we've been able to reestablish that relationship yeah. and have really enjoyed getting to know the new folks there to see the growth that they have going on and all the good things that Namely has happening. Mm-hmm. I think you and I can agree. We never dreamed of sponsors and cocktail <laughs> like hours this. and things that nothing like this. Not like this. Yeah. I, I want to say thank you. We thank our sponsors all the time. We're incredibly yeah. appreciative. Yeah. I want to thank you, the listeners that engage with these sponsors, yes. however that may be. Maybe it's checking out their webinars or their websites, or mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you're a customer. We have been very diligent about who we work with. Right. And Wendy can attest, we have probably <laughs> turned away more sponsors than we actually work with. Yes. And we take this very seriously. We're very proud of what we do. We're very appreciative of listeners, you know, giving them a shot and, and being engaged in that. We're not going to work with people that we don't want to work with. Right. So right. please, please know if, if these sponsors, if you see them and they're out there, first off, thank them. Tell them, hey, I heard about please. you on HR yes. Social Give them that opportunity to, to talk to you about what they're doing. Because again, we, we talk to them all before we ever do anything. I want to make that clear to folks because I'm sure people are thinking, who knows? Well, no, right. this is something where we spend time because we we only work with people. I guess the way I look at it, Wendy, is if my organization was looking for some of these potential groups to work with, same kind of thing. You know, yeah. we, 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 we take this very seriously and we want you to have great people that want to engage. It's not just about selling something. Right. And I mean, you know, like you said, we're very protective of this community. Um, And and it's not like we're gatekeeping. I don't want anyone to think that, but we want to be sure that when we invite someone in to join us, that they are going to be a, an active member of our community. And it's the same when we look at guests, we want to talk to people who are part of the community, not someone who just wants to come in and, and sell y'all something. So um, I I feel like we've done a good job on that. And so hopefully um, y'all feel that way too. But yes, like you said, John, thank you all for interacting with them and, and reaching out to them. And we love to hear those connection stories. We've heard several of late and we mm-hmm. love that. We're excited. Uh, we, we'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit, or maybe <laughs> let, let its head peep out. We are going to have returning sponsors yep. for September and October, which is tremendous. Uh, we're excited Crazy. about those, about, about working with those <laughs> folks again. And, and what we would say, cause we do know that people check out the show that might be interested in sponsoring. Mm-hmm. If you want to start that conversation, send us a note. We're yep. happy to talk through that with you. 
Yes. Wendy, I, I'm sure you, when you saw my notes about this show, you probably wondered why in the world did I call it 6.5? Yeah. Is that fair? Um, it was fair. It's a little, okay, what's John got up his sleeve here? We love doing these Where Are They Now shows. Yes, so much fun. I know I know. it's fun for us to get to reconnect yep. with people, sometimes that we haven't got a chance to talk to in a while. We had two people booked for this show. Originally, it would have been a part seven. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, scheduling happens. Yep. Life happens. One person was not able to make it. However, we talked to our pal, Mary Faulkner, and it yes. was awesome. So much and fun. We had to put this show out with with our conversation <laughs> with Mary. So we're filling in the meantime because we want to make sure that you we're catching up. We haven't had a chance yep. to do that in a couple months. I want you to talk a little bit though, Wendy. People may listen and go, why does this show sound a little different this time? <laughs> and you kind of even through me what the ending of the recording pop up and you were not in your typical spacious abode wow. with your Captain America shield sitting behind you. Nope. Tell everybody where you were and what you were up to. You know, I, I you knew I was traveling. So I took my first airplane trip since October 2019. And I got an excellent deal on a flight to leave out of Minneapolis. Well, Minneapolis is not close to where I live, but it's within driving distance. So I called up our good friend Kate Bischoff and said, Hey, Kate, can I spend the night at your house before a flight? And of course, Kate said yes. And then we ended up getting this the podcast recording booked with Mary Faulkner. And I was like, you know what? I can do it from Kate's house. Kate records podcasts at her house. So I, uh, I pulled up Squadcast and uh, John was there. And I said, look where I am. And Kate jumps into the, uh, the frame and surprised John. And it's not often that I get to surprise John. <laughs> that is true. We, we were not recording, unfortunately, because we could have really made it like a 6.75 yeah. if we'd include right? that conversation. <laughs> it was great to see her. Yes. You said it was the first time since October 19. I yeah. have not been on a plane yeah. since then, I don't think. How how was it? Uh it not too bad. Um so right. I everyone or I shouldn't say everyone. Most of the people in the airport were wearing masks properly. There's a few people that apparently don't understand the nose is connected to the respiratory system still. Um but Masks were abundant. Um, there was lots of hand sand around. And uh, then obviously your masks are required. I did get it. I did get my standard Starbucks coffee for the, the trip, but I grabbed a straw so I could put it underneath my mask. The plane was not over full, which was also nice. Um, they gave us little Purell hand wipes when we got on. Uh, it was uneventful. It was a nice short flight. I flew out to Montana to visit some friends um, from when I lived out there. And uh, on the way home, I ended up in an exit row because they had plenty of seats available and they kind of moved us around to make sure that there weren't weren't three people um, uh, in each set of seats. So we had plenty of space. um, So we didn't feel overcrowded. So it was, it, it, it was nice. Um, I was a little surprised. (laughs) I was a little worried, um, especially with how mask mandates have come and gone in the airports. There were several reminders, um, on the inside and outside to wear your mask, just keep social distance, um, physically distanced, um, as well. You could, people weren't crowding to get on the airplane. So that was kind of nice too. I'm glad to hear it went well. Yeah. And I'm glad you made it in one piece. And yes, <laughs> you, know, so you had any real travel shenanigans like we hear about from other folks. 
No, it was quiet. I loved it. <laughs> Speaking of COVID, though, unfortunately, yeah. it sounds like it's forced some changes yeah. with things you've got going on. Uh, we've been planning Disrupt HR for Brookings, um, hoping to have it next week, actually. And uh, as we've looked at some of the numbers, uh, even though we're outside, we're going to push it back a few weeks. Uh, we'll still be in September, hopefully. You know, SDSU students are back in town and school gets started. And we're hoping to just err on the side of caution, push it back a few weeks when hopefully things will be a little quieter where it comes to some of the COVID numbers. Um, unfortunately, the numbers have been rising pretty rapidly in South Dakota. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that a, a few weeks away will be in a lot better shape. We still plan to hold it. We have some great speakers. We have our favorite sponsor of all time, HR Social Hour. Um, so we'll, we'll get there. We'll have it. It shouldn't be too cold yet, so we can still be outside and still be mostly safe. Well, like you mentioned, we, we certainly want people that are in that area to keep an eye out for, for the new date and definitely yep. stop by and pick up uh, your HR Social Hour sponsored water. Because, again, and we are happy that we're able to do those kind of things now. <laughs> Yes. You do have a conference, though, coming up I as do. well, right? Yeah. Uh, South Dakota Sherm is coming up. Um, I will be speaking at it. Um, we actually have a friend of the pod, Ben Eubanks, coming into town for it. Nice. Um, so excited to see him. As far as I know, I haven't heard anything about uh, what they might be doing. So hopefully we'll just be doing some more um, physically distance distancing measures. Um, hopefully everyone will have a mask, lots of Again, lots of hand sand so that we stay safe. I haven't heard anything, so my uh, still planning on attending and uh, uh, hanging out with the folks in Sioux Falls for a few days. We've had quite a few folks asking lately about conferences because yeah. there are several coming up that we have friends attending. I I'm disappointed that we're not able that we're not going to be able to take part together in anything right. in person this year. Yeah. I think we kind of knew that was going to be the case. Yeah. We certainly miss miss ever talking to people and it's funny mm -hmm. i've had several calls with folks of late and they're asking and I said listen you know it's just not the right time interestingly enough though we do want to again we're going to put out another little teaser <laughs> it looks like the two of us are going to be doing a webinar together in yeah. late september uh, that's going to be so much fun i'm excited john <laughs> we I, I am too because we haven't done anything together other than this and how long I can't remember. Uh, was it not at Sherm last June? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably, it was probably yeah. The, the PayCorps event last yeah, pay June. Yeah, PayCorps event last I, June. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was June it. June 2020, folks. That was how long it's been. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. It is something that, that is uh, relevant to the times. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that we've been approached about, and, and we are, we're we really excited and interested because, again, we get it won't be just us. It'll be some other folks in the industry. Right. But uh, it was nice to nice to be asked, and yeah. yeah, look forward to being able to share something about that. Hopefully, maybe even by next week's show, we'll we'll wait and see. Yeah, I love to get those questions that pop up every once in a while. Um, I'm actually talking with someone about hosting a panel for them in September as well. So I'll um, that's still in the works. So again, next week maybe we'll have like two awesome stuff things in September to share. As we always tell folks, if you're interested, if you're looking for speakers or participants, uh -huh. podcast support, whatever it is, we're fairly flexible. I think people people like us, Wendy, because we're like Swiss Army knives of HR. We yep. can do a lot of a lot of different things, <laughs> a lot of different things. 
good, bad, or indifferent. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I got to ask because yeah. we actually this comes up briefly on the show. I think with Mary, what's up with the ice cream? Oh yeah, ice cream. It's taken a little bit longer than I had hoped, um, but we are working through some of the details right now with the Department of Ag here in South Dakota and the Brookings Community Kitchen. Super close to getting that all put together. And then uh, once I finalize the location and get the okay from them to make ice cream, then I will apply for my business permit and all of that fun stuff. But I do have an awesome new logo uh, done by your friend Shannon, who uh, did our logos, HR Social Hour and uh, HR Wonder Women. And we were just super pumped. Uh, So excited to see it. I've got magnets and stickers on order already. So we'll be be promoting that. So uh, probably just do some small pop-ups sometime this fall with the the bar once we're able to actually get it out and, and start selling it. But I'm closer. I'm closer. I never would have dreamed in a million years uh, that I'd be uh, wanting to do my own business like this, but it's been interesting. I will say that if anyone's looking to open up a business, there's a lot of things you don't think about. There's a lot of little <laughs> tiny weird details out there. It, it's hard and it probably should be so that not just anyone's <laughs> right. you know, doing that it. Makes sense. But there's sometimes I'm like, are we making this unnecessarily hard? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I look forward to hearing more. And and I guess, do you have fall flavors? One of the favorites of the ones that I trialed earlier this year was a pumpkin pie. Um, Mm. And so I did, I made some of that this summer for the daily family reunion. One of the nephews had asked about that. And he, I think he ate two pints of it by himself. (laughs) That's hardcore, Wendy. That's hardcore. That is. That's major brain Um, freeze too. I would, yeah, well, he did, he didn't sit down and eat two at once, but (laughs) the, all of the pumpkin pie ice cream that I brought, and I'm pretty sure I just brought like maybe, maybe three pints, but I think it was just two pints. I'm I'm pretty sure he ate them both. (laughs) Nice. Definitely look forward to hearing more and I look forward to seeing those logos we always appreciate yes. Shannon's artistic support yes. for us and, and all the yes. things that we Thank do. We're you, really Shannon. fortunate. He, he is yes. our Swiss Army knife of art. Yes, he uh, is. In the bag. <laughs> I wanted to yeah. make a one quick plug before we go too much further. Our pal Tom Horn with People Element, he, he yes. finally launched his podcast. Uh, it's Yay, all Tom. about HR. Yeah, congrats to Tom. Uh, yes. I think he's got a couple or three episodes out at this point. Awesome. I have a link, link in the show notes to check it out. Great. We're, we're always excited to see our friends uh, putting their voices out there, whatever yes. it may be. We know everybody here, everybody's got a podcast now. I don't know if it's so much that's the case. It is great to see, though, uh, Tom putting it out there. And I think Tom's perspective is interesting because yeah. as someone that didn't grow up in this, he just wants to learn everything he can and, and really, truly mm-hmm. be all about this. So check it out. Uh, give him a listen. Uh, let him know we sent you. I know he always appreciates that, but he's already asked me for some feedback and, and as people know, I'm more than happy to give feedback on podcasts. It's one of my favorite yes. things to do. So he, he's gotten some, and, and I can tell you he's already <laughs> put some of those things into, into effect. But awesome. definitely wish him well. Any Anything you're reading or anything you've heard lately that folks should check out? No, I need to, I need to branch out. Uh, that's, that's the trouble with – that's the one downside to working from home is I have – not listened to even my old favorites lately. So um, 
now that it's starting to cool off, hopefully I can at least get outside, maybe get some walks in in the morning with the dogs or just out in the backyard with the dogs and, and start catching up on podcasts again. Because it's time. I do miss them. <laughs> it, it is definitely time. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you'll hear our conversation with Mary, and then we'll, we'll check in at the tail end. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. Your HR platform should make your life easier, and that's what Namely does. Namely is the all-in-one HR platform that employees and employers love. Namely is modernizing HR as we know it. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, Namely is the HR solution that can grow with your company. With Namely's intuitive centralized platform, your employees can request PTO, update their benefits, review their pay stub. There's even a news feed where they can stay engaged and show appreciation for coworkers. Plus, Namely can handle everything related to pay Payroll, simplify onboarding, and keep your company compliant, saving your HR team hours every week. Best of all, Namely specialists make switching headache-free, so you can move from your current HR platform, even a fully outsourced professional employer organization, to a more modern tech solution. Build a better workplace with Namely today. Go to Namely.com to connect with an implementation specialist and get free implementation and PEO transition services when you make the switch from a PEO. Thanks again, Namely, for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now... Back to the show. And we are so excited to welcome back Mary Faulkner to the show. Mary, we do can still start the, the show every the same way. What is in your glass tonight? My glass tonight is really a plastic bottle full of A&W Zero Sugar Root Beer, which is spectacular, available at any fine store nearby. <laughs> the show brought to you by A&W Root Beer. <laughs> I wish. A&W, isn't that aged in vanilla barrels? Isn't that their claim to fame? Let's go with that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was on the label. Maybe that's another one. Oh, let me look. Uh, please recycle. That's a good message no, for everyone. That is a good message. That's a good message. Well, no vanilla, vanilla, no aged barrels or anything. Okay. You know, they're really more important about letting you know there's zero calories and no caffeine. So okay. there's the important parts. Yeah. The important parts. <laughs> they have our priorities. Exactly. What it needs, though, is ice cream in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I just brought a bourbon vanilla to Kate. Fine, whatever. <laughs> we haven't figured out the logistics of shipping yet, right, Wendy? Is it? Yeah, no. Shipping ice cream is very, very tricky. Dry ice. And there's laws. And for some reason, it's almost harder to ship ice cream than alcohol. It's very bizarre. Apparently, it's harder than shipping eggs, which we did <laughs> We did receive from a previous guest, John Asted, and unfortunately, they were demolished when they got here. But they didn't survive. It was, it was definitely the, the nicest gesture anybody's <laughs> done in terms of sending well, stuff. I will not be shipping you eggs. <laughs> they were chickens from his house. Yep. You know, the chickens That's impressive. They were in, in the yard. Oh, yeah. Good, I'm sure they good were times, good. Good times. Mary, it is incredibly hard to believe. You first appeared on episode 31 back in September of 2018. What are you up to now? Um, well, you know, I've made my first billion. And uh, I'm really Kudos. in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nowadays I am working as a, for a consulting firm. So I'm a principal with IAHR and been doing it for a little over two and a half years now. I absolutely love it. Best job ever. Awesome. So you moved from public life Public, public, public sector. Oh, yes. To, to consulting. So what has that adjustment been like? And what's been the biggest change? What's interesting is 
Throughout my career, I always ended up working in organizations that were transforming HR in some way, either building a brand new department or completely overhauling the way that they thought about HR, completely redoing their performance strategy or their talent strategy. So I've always done that. And I've always gravitated towards organizations that did that. Even, you know, my last my last in-house gig, even though it was public sector, they were still going through a pretty major HR transformation. So what's been nice is that I get to do that for a number of different organizations, different types, different industries, different sizes, different locations. And then I get to leave. (laughs) I thought we don't hold them. And we do. But I mean, that's really what our, that's our philosophy too, is that we don't want to stay. We want to teach you how to do it. There's, there's no reason we should be with you for five years, for 10 years. Our goal is to come in, help you and leave. And I love that part. I've always been a builder. I've never been a maintainer. And this lets me be a builder all the time, which is fantastic. Nice. Mary, how's the work shifted, particularly in the midst of pandemic, when you're trying to build stuff, everybody's trying to build everything again. Yeah. Kind of been, been how it's worked for you. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. So we, we are all remote we all work out of our houses uh, and that unless we would be on site with a client. So, I mean, in 2019, I was traveling constantly. It was great, you know, <laughs> really great points, great miles, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, my last business trip was the first week in March of 2020. And then everything shut down. We were like, can we do this virtually? And luckily, yes. Now, a lot of the stuff that we used to do on site, like process mapping or some of the like strategic roadmap sessions and all that kind of stuff. Is it more efficient on site? Yeah. I think what we found is that you can still build relationships remotely. It just takes a little bit longer, but we all adapted. What we noticed though, just from a business perspective um, and, and in talking with a number of organizations, there was that moment of, oh shit, what's going to happen, right? There's the, we're just shutting everything down right now. We got to see what the next few months is going to be. And so we were there too, you know, we had, we had some business and we're like, Ooh, how's it going to go? But what we heard from a lot of organizations is we just need to see. So once it was sort of known that the pandemic was going to be around for a while, and then HR learned a lot about itself during that time of that, you know, what we can quickly adapt to things happening. We can cut through red tape to say, screw it. Everybody's going to be remote. We just got to make this work that it opened up a lot of organizations' eyes, that transformation was possible, and it wasn't quite as scary necessarily as they thought it was going to be. So now we're insanely busy, and a lot of consultancies are busy helping organizations, whether it was because they did have to reorg or go through some furloughs or go through some rifts or just rethink their entire business strategy or rethink their technology strategy. They're in a place now of, we have to change this. We might as well look at changing everything because they're, they're starting to see the systemic advantages of doing that. And so as a result, I think there's a, there's a part of with the pandemic coming out that everybody is taking it as an opportunity to almost reset. Now, is it still stressful? Absolutely. Are people still overwhelmed? A hundred percent. I would say that um, HR departments in particular are being asked to take on a disproportionate amount of the burden of going through this whole process and being asked to figure things out. And oh, by the way, employees are going to scream at you when you tell them what the new, either the masking rules or the vaccination rules are, or the return to the office rules are. And HR is being taken, being asked to take on the brunt of all of that. And oh, by the way, can we just completely do an entirely new HR operating model in, in the process? So we've really tried to make sure that we are as empathetic as we can possibly be. And we're also amplifying the voice of HR. 
We always believe, like, let us say the things that you want to say, but you're afraid to get fired. Like, we'll say those things because what are they going to do to us? The virus? Great. Whatever. You know, we have a contract. We're leaving anyway. So let us be that voice and help you put forward some of the ideas that you've had because it's just, it's a really tough time for a lot of businesses still. Recently, you've taken on a regular writing assignment with ERE, which I do love. I do love what you, you I've always loved what you write, but you know, there's a little bit of freedom with Vadim. Um, and so, you know, you've been writing for a long time. Um, so how has your writing evolved and what's the best thing that you've learned from being a prolific blogger? What's interesting is there's a difference between writing for yourself and writing for someone else. I think that's one of the bigger things. And I knew that kind of intrinsically that when you just get to write whatever you want to write, it sometimes it comes easier when you have kind of a, a regular writing piece that is along a theme. So, you know, ERE is, is all about talent acquisition and I do this, one of the strategy columns. So it's really about the strategy of talent acquisition. It can be difficult to be like, okay, what am I going to write about this month? <laughs> what more can I say about, you know, have a good job descriptions and really think through the minimum qualifications and are your hiring managers breaking the law? So that piece is, is a little bit more discipline tied to it. But I also appreciate the fact that there's a box which you have to write. So then you can explore all the corners of that box and really identify what hasn't been said, or can I react to somebody else's thought process in that and just kind of be a reflection mirror about that, or just something happens in the news and I may go, oh my gosh, look at these people. Whereas we're writing for myself, or even if I write for my firm, it's that element of, this is just interesting to me. So I'm going to write about it. I don't write as much on my own blog right now. It was an interesting piece, kind of maybe unpack the idea that I write less now that I have less frustration at my job, <laughs> which is an interesting thing. And I, I like, I'm going to write about that someday because there, there is definitely like when I wrote the most often, it was because my job was insanely stressful or people were just crazy or whatever it was. And now it's just like, yeah, there's some crazy stuff. But it's like, yeah, whatever. I work from home and I, you know, I got my dog I can hang out with. And so I wonder if there is, there's is a little bit of that you know, the frustrated writer tends to come out. And so when you look at some of my more recent writing, it, it really is less about work and more just around people. So it's just, it's just been an interesting evolution from that standpoint. I still use too many parentheses and Vadim hates that I use double <laughs> spaces after periods and he's just going to need to live with that. He made that comment to me too about the spaces after periods. And I'm just, Oh, it drives him nuts. And I know he just does a uh, find and replace. So I don't care. Yeah. I just told him, I'm like, if, if you learn to type when I typed and dot matrix printers were a thing, it's just muscle memory. And you just have to. (laughs) Mary, I find it fascinating that you think that you're writing less because of, I don't want to say fulfillment or happiness necessarily in your work now. We heard a lot of people over the last year say, I'm not writing as much just because of everything else going on else in the world. It's not as crucial to me or I don't I don't really know what I want to say because I'm trying to figure it out. So it's really interesting, though, because I think you're the first person that said, I think I'm writing less because I'm just in a better place. That's what I'm hearing. That's, mm-hmm. that's really Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's there is and there, there's that element of there's so much going on, on in the world. Do they really need to hear my opinion on Snickers? You know, something like that. But I mean, I just think writing I always remember I I don't remember how long ago it was but I I had an opportunity to I was on a trip somewhere with Lori Rudiman and got a chance to talk to William Tincup and just asked him I'm like you know you write all the time how did you do that you're like this is before I really had a blog and all that sort of thing and Tincup said I write because I have to 
because it won't stay in. And it was, it's like a, a channel for him to speak. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think, I think there's an element of my writing that is like that. So I'll only write something other than for like Vadim, but I'll only write something if I feel like I have something to say. Mm-hmm. I can't do the, like the second daily blog, which is great. And everybody really enjoys that, but it's just like, I'm not going to write something just to write something. And it might be that I'm kind of like, you know, there are lots of voices out there. It's, there's that element of there's, there's lots of people who are just trying to write, let them write too. That's great. Let some new voices get in there. I'll write when I have an opinion. I'll write if I just feel like I need to write something, but it, it doesn't compel me because I think I, I have other avenues of expressing myself now that I didn't used to have. I think there's just, it's, it's just an evolution of sort of how you need to express yourself. And I write so much for my job still, you know, I do our newsletter and I, I edited a lot of the blog posts. And so I just get that element out of it. And, you know, we do webinars and all that kind of stuff. So I get a lot of that opportunity to express myself that way too. Well, you mentioned writing about Snickers, which if you do, when you do that, I'm looking forward to that. Kind of ties (laughs) into our question as we've crowdsourced questions from previous guests. Tommy Diener asks, what is your comfort food? So I was thinking about this because that's hard. I clearly milk duds are a favorite, but I don't know if they call it a, a comfort food. That's just a requirement of life. So I would say, I was kind of thinking about this, like anything with country gravy. Ooh. I love biscuits and gravy. I love chicken fried chicken with gravy. It, maybe just gravy. You know, I just, I'm a big gravy fan. My youngest is a big gravy fan in that one year at Thanksgiving, she only had gravy. That's a lot of gravy. It's a lot of gravy. See, turkey gravy is fine, but you need a, a vessel for it. I always think so, but apparently I did a good job that year. I do an apple cider brine with the turkey with bacon. And so there's, there's plenty of flavor there, but yeah, she just wanted gravy. See, if it were up to me, I would just have stuffing. Ooh, can I change mine to stuffing? (laughs) I do love my stuffing. You do whatever you like. You're the guest. (laughs) I just like food. (laughs) So maybe come food. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Uh, Well, Mary, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the where are they now question connection. It's Uh much shorter and easier than the real question connection. We really just want to know what's been the best thing to happen to you since taking part in the HR social hour. Oh my goodness. Many things. Um, Best part. I mean, I got a new job. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, That was a good part. I think, gosh, it's been a long time too. Yeah. I was thinking about this too. I mean, best part and worst part. So my dog Boo died, but then I got Baloo, who's just a goofus. So that was (laughs) awesome. So I bet, I mean, really a big part of it is just, I get to talk to you guys a lot and just the whole community of HR and being able to connect with people that I normally wouldn't connect with. So I'm going to put that as my answer because it's a pretty good one. That's a good one. (laughs) I was hoping you'd say you got theme music on this podcast because you were the first person. <laughs> that got that. Theme music? You you don't remember? Wait, I forgot about that. Yeah, see, oh. I, I I listen to the guests. I try to set it up. Fuckery freaking bonsai! Come on. Had this been on video, I would have shown the Prince Voltan. <laughs> oh my gosh. That I still have in packaging that John's <laughs> Yeah, we should explain. Mary just shared a Prince Voltan from Flash Gordon. I sent her a Prince Voltan action figure. And I think I sent 
sent your husband some Star Wars figures, if I remember correctly. I think you did. Yeah, because yes. yeah, I'm the toy man, apparently. Yes. That's what did I like you send me, Did you send me the um, Scotty Star Trek van, too? That was you, wasn't it? I don't think so. I, do I have a Scotty Trek. Star Trek van, too. That was you. No, <laughs> I don't do Star Trek. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pro both, you know. Star Wars, I think, is better than Star Trek, but I'm also... Equal um, opportunity nerd. You know, it's just Star Trek is... I, I used to have this argument with Chris all the time. It's uh, Star Trek is science fiction and Star Wars is fantasy. And they're two separate things. They are indeed. They are indeed. Mary, as we mentioned, we are crowdsourcing these days. So if you could ask the next guest of the show any question, what would it be? Okay, I'm going to totally steal this from Fight Club, but I always want to know people's answers. If you could fight anybody in history, who would you fight? Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that question. It's like physical fight, argue fight. Yes, physical fight. Physical fight. Americans are fight club. They're not allowed to say Shatner, though, because that's the answer that Edward Norton gave. So can't use that one. (laughs) Who would you fight out of history? You've had time to think about this. Who would you Mm -hmm. pick? You know, I'm I'm not a great fighter. Let's do that. (laughs) I would probably do the dog thing with the paddle. Um, Yeah, I haven't ever really landed on anything about Mm -hmm. that. I might fight, hmm. Well, you just have to fight him. You don't have to win, right? No. Oh, no, you have to win. Oh, you have to win. (laughs) Well, no, I don't know that I have to win. I don't know. Actually, I have never landed on a question or an answer for that question. Shatner would be an answer. Oh, actually, or does Brad Pitt says Gandhi? No, Brad Pitt says Shatner and Norton says Gandhi, which is also a great answer, by the way. Maybe Lawrence, T.E. Lawrence. I'd fight T.E. Lawrence. Lawrence Arabia, for those of you. No, I, I, well, yes, O'Toole. we get it. Or we could fight Peter O'Toole. Yeah, Peter O'Toole's pretty awesome. There you go. If he's good and south, you might have a chance. <laughs> Which is pretty much most well, of the time. Pretty, pretty much all the time. Rest in peace to Peter O'Toole. Mary, cannot thank you enough for being part of the community and yes. coming back on the show. It is really hard to believe it's been as long as it has. And glad that you're in a great place and doing what you want to do and writing what you want to write. And just all good things. And I appreciate that you still have your Prince Voltan, too. That makes me happy. Are you kidding? And he's been joined by all the bobbleheads. So, yes. I love it. <laughs> the listeners are not connected with you, and I'm sure they want to be now. Best way for them to reach out there? Uh, best way is probably through Twitter. So, mfaulkner43. And is it mfaulkner or mkfaulkner? I never remember. <laughs> I think it's just I'm pretty sure it's just mfaulkner. So uh, people, if you're learning how to be on social media, uh, learn your Twitter handle so you can just rattle it off. But it's mfalkner43 or just find me on LinkedIn. Love to chat with y'all. We will have those both in the show notes and enjoy the rest of your root beer and your day. And and we'll talk again soon. Thank you both so much. Congratulations on an awesome podcast. Thank Thank you. you. Wendy, like we said, it's always fun to to revisit, yes. and and Mary was no exception. <laughs> I, I think the dynamic was so much different because you were away from home, yeah. and it just so much fun to catch up so with Mary. Fun. And I, and I appreciate her wanting to show the Prince Volton action figure that I sent her. <laughs> Again, we're not on video, but I got to go pick it awesome. up and show it to everybody. I remember what awesome. it looked like when I sent it to her. <laughs> Super fun to have her back, and yes. we definitely look forward to having our other guest that was scheduled. We've already yes. got some time uh, with her soon to get that done. Uh-huh. People may have wondered too, 
why is this coming out not at the 1st of October? Just to let everybody know, we do have uh, October. We've got something a little different planned for that mm-hmm. first week. We don't want to miss these where are they now. <laughs> we just we pushed it up. But yeah. We gave you a half. We gave you a little taste. Get we'll get taste. some more sooner than later. It'll be fun. It's a big, great way to do it, John. Wendy, Mary told us how to get a hold of her. Best way for you, for listeners, to get a hold of you out there. Uh, best way always on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily D is in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. Of course, second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat, 7 p.m. Eastern time. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to Namely for our sponsoring thanks, Namely. this month. We really do appreciate being able to reconnect. Namely.com to learn more about them. As for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, review, share, follow. The biggest yes. thing you can do is follow. Exactly. Wherever you are, whatever platform, whatever it may be. Follow. Hit that follow button. Get that new show every week. International listeners, we had at least one international guest this month. We're looking at more, and we want to talk to you. Yeah. It is so much easier for you to get a hold of us, though. Please reach out. We always enjoy it. We we seem to get a lot of interaction on Twitter and the Twitter chats, with, yeah. especially with some new folks coming in. And, yeah, let's just... Let's keep talking there, but come yeah. over and talk to us for a little bit. We will figure out the time zones. We'll make it happen with you, and we yes. promise it's fairly painless. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Call us. <laughs> Great conversation as always. As always. And we will, we will look forward to September and even more conversations then. Yeah. So in the meantime, for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and Network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.